When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A well-buttered slice of toast. A bald-headed, bare-shouldered man smiling amicably from behind a laptop. Logging onto the website for my guest today feels a little like stepping back into 2008. It's a good old-fashioned blog. There are photos of his cat attempting to destroy his expensive sofa, reviews of the best box sets to stream, and archive posts about all kinds of random stuff, like Interrupted by a Frog and Derulo Rocks the Ball. Jason Derulo! But my guest is not just an avid blogger. He also has a SoundCloud with his own radio show, complete with news bulletins. After failing to find a new job, Jose Marino launches a new career as a singer, starting with this cover version. I was happy with my way to my Chelsea power. If you have a picture in your mind's eye of who might appear on a Money Clinic investment masterclass, chances are it won't be someone like 59-year-old Robbie Burns. And I'm not talking about the famed Scottish bard. Voted one of your most wanted guests in the Money Clinic listener survey, Robbie is better known by the moniker The Naked Trader. But what makes him unconventional for a trader, I hear you ask? Well, for starters, he doesn't own a smartphone. I can't stand all that pinging. He's not glued to a bank of screens all day. You think of a full-time trader sitting there with six massive screens across the walls and trading this and trading that. It's completely the opposite for me. Um, Some days, literally, there's nothing to do. He has never owned crypto or meme stocks such as GameStop. I'm not in the slightest bit interested. I don't get this thing, you know, this fear of missing out thing. Mm, FOMO. Yeah, exactly. I, I I don't get that. And you won't see him bragging about his trades on Instagram. Well, I don't actually have any social media at all, because uh, I can't be bothered, to be honest. What's more, he thinks day trading is a mugs game. I would say it's a bit like um, you're going to a casino every day and expect over time to win money. The casino or the market will take your chips. If day trading is the hare, Robbie is the tortoise. And he believes that anyone can make money trading shares if they put in a bit of effort. Even you. My one word is is patience. Have the patience to hold something for a while and let your money build. The most impressive thing about his website? It shows he's made a cool £3 million, tax-free, over the past 20 years with his slow and steady approach. So how did he do it? Stay tuned and The Naked Trader will reveal all. Welcome to Money Clinic, the weekly podcast about personal finance and investing from the Financial Times. I'm Claire Barrett, the FT's Consumer Editor. Today's Investment Masterclass is with investor, blogger and author Robbie Burns, better known as The Naked Trader. I called him at his London home. Literally, I'm sitting in the kitchen at the end of a table here with 
one computer in my little Google Chrome laptop. Now, if you're on a call with a guy called the Naked Trader, there's one very obvious question that you probably want to start off with. Robbie, why are you called the Naked Trader? I'm, we're talking over the internet. I'm hoping that you're not naked at the moment. Uh, no, I'm lucky for you, Claire. I'm wearing something. The nakedness, it turns out, is metaphorical. I suppose the reason behind it was you could follow all my trades through to a loss or a, or a profit. Nobody really does that. So you see all my losses. I'm naked. You see all my losses as well as my wins. His website, which he started back in 2001, details all of the trades he's ever made since he quit his job to trade full time. It was a complete accident. About 1998, I was working for Sky TV and um, I was a journalist and um, they put a brand shiny Reuters machine on my desk. Oh, so we'll look at this. And um, so I just started trading, buying the odd thing and here and there. So within three years, I was making more money from that than my my sky wages. And I just thought, do I want to sit here and look at the carpet right warehouse across the A4 for the rest of my life? Or should I do something else? I thought, oh, I'm just going to I'm just going to do something else. So um, I quit the job and went full time investing and never looked back. No longer sitting in an office overlooking the A4, Robbie's typical day at work, well, in his kitchen, starts at 7am in the morning. That's when all the news stories comes out and statements about companies come out. So about quarter past half seven, I take a look through. Is a company that I own reporting something? Do I need to sell it or buy more of it today? And then the market opens at eight and I just take a look through all my shares. Is anything going down a lot or going up a lot? Do I need to give anything a bit of attention? But I would say normally by um, nine o'clock, I'm probably finished till about two. Unless there's a very, very busy day or several of my companies have reported, you're not going to find me sitting on the kitchen table that much. Because the point for me is, uh, as an investor is I want to go and enjoy my life. So I want to go out and have a walk or go for a swim or go to lunch and just relax. And I think the more relaxed you are, the more money you will, you will make. That's quite a contrast from the habits of some young traders. A few months ago, I spoke to 18-year-old Ross for our episode on how to go from day trading to investing. He got into trading because of the GameStop frenzy. Here's how he was spending his life as a day trader. From the UK markets opening, I would sit there from 9.30 all the way to, you know, 3 o'clock. Or from the US markets at 2.30, I would would sit there all the way to 10 (laughs) o'clock. And it's something which I really wanted to take serious, so I was really willing to put in the time partly on nerves as well. Robbie says this is not any way to make money. No, Claire, it's not. It's called gambling. And it's called, a naked trader will say to you, you're going to lose your money. You you really will. Day trading, um, the figures are something uh, like 95% will lose. Why do you think so many people like Ross have started trading under lockdown? Most people say, oh, I want to make a million in, in two days. I want to make tons of money in a day. It just isn't going to happen. So I would say, if you're going out there chasing money, it's just going to run away from you. What you really want to do is let the money come in slowly. I started with seven grand in um, 1998 was my very first trade, so 7,000. But um, it's taken time. It's taken 20 years and a lot of patience in holding the shares and, and getting out. Letting the money come in slowly. So how long would you say your typical holding period is? Yeah, I'd actually say it's probably near six months. Um, 
One of the advantages of hanging on to quality shares is that you won't just profit from the share price rising. You will also get income from the dividends. For the benefit of novice investors, give us a laydown on, on dividends. Yeah, so if you're in a very decent company, twice a year you should actually get cash in your account. So let's say you have, I don't know, um, 10,000 in a company which pays 5% dividend. You should get 500 quid from that just by holding it. If you have a £3 million portfolio, that's quite a lot of dividend income. I'm getting about 80 or 90 grand in cash a year just going in for nothing, just for the dividends. Holding his long-term shares within a stocks and shares ISA means the naked trader is also the tax-free trader. There's no tax to pay on his profits, the dividends, or any money he withdraws to spend. Claire, it's tax-free. You're, you're crazy. Uh, if you don't have it in an ISA, you have to pay capital gains tax and any winnings over 12 and a half grand. If I hadn't put my money in an ISA, I'd have probably paid hundreds of thousands of pounds in tax. So it's lovely. Uh, you can take all the money out whenever you want, all tax-free. Check out our episode on ISAs to learn more about this. There's a link in the show notes. Before we go any further, a short disclaimer, a bit like the one you'll find on Robbie's Naked Trader website, or this charming version written for his radio show, which you can stream on SoundCloud. All financial information on the Naked Trader radio show is for information only. If you end up buying something mentioned and you lose a packet, then it's your own fault, you greedy. You heard it. Robbie set up the site to provide inspiration for would-be traders, not direct imitation. He's not a financial advisor, and he's very clear that he shares the details of his investing journey to inspire others to start their own, not to blindly copy his trades. He'll be talking on the show today about some trades that he's made and some investments that he actively holds, but that's not a recommendation that you should buy them. Now that's out of the way, and we've heard Robbie's gripes about day trading and why you should hold on to your money for longer, let's get going with a Naked Trader 101. Part 1. Taking the Plunge Robbie, most of our listeners will be working full-time. How easy is it to balance investing alongside a full-time job? So you can do it really on two or three looks a day because you can do your research in the evenings or at weekends and just check on your your trades during the day. Um, there's lots of apps out there. So let's say one of your shares starts to move down heavily. It will ping your phone or email you and say, oh, look, your share's going down. So if you're at work, you can have a look and see what's going on. Obviously, hopefully, when the boss isn't around. And for those wanting to go into trading full time, how much money do you need to begin with? How much money do you have? At best, you're going to make 20 to 25% of your capital. So let's say you've got, you're lucky enough to have 50 grand. Think, okay, I could make 10 grand off that a year, but can I live off that? So can you live off 20 to 25% of your capital? If you can't, for goodness sake, don't go into trading, whatever you do. Part-time trader, full-time trader, what's the right mindset to go in with? First of all, it's a business, not a hobby, I think. I think if you treat trading or investing as a hobby, you're going to lose. You've got to be a cold-hearted business person. It doesn't matter whether it's 100, 10 grand, 20 grand, whatever. Naked Trader 101, part two. Do your research. You've got to be a bit of a detective. So you have to Google everything you can about the company. Robbie keeps a close eye on business news stories, stock exchange announcements and trends he notices in his everyday life. But he won't buy on a hunch. He always checks out a given company's financial position before he buys its shares. 
How does he go about doing this? What you really want to find is at least a website that will give you a rundown of what a company's been making profit-wise, what its debt is, and maybe even a future forecast. And if you shop around, you'll find a lot of sites do that. Can you tell us what the ones are that you actually subscribe to? Yeah, so I do uh, use Stockopedia, which I think is great. I use ADVFN, which is, I use that for real-time prices. So those are my two favourites. And I use Research Tree for uh, broker notes. Once Robbie has looked closely at the numbers, more often than not, he finds a reason not to buy. In fact, he says if he comes up with one buy idea per week, that's pretty good going. What are the naked traders' red flags? Robbie doesn't like shares that are too highly rated. Expensive when you compare the share price to the annual profits they generate, known as the price-earnings ratio, or P-E ratio for short. Just beware of buying very highly rated shares. So let's say a share that's done very well, but for example, the P ratio is at 35 or 40, and it, it's, it's obviously very highly rated. Or the market cap is huge, but its profits are small. Those are the type of shares that come down really fast in a, uh, in a downturn. He doesn't like companies that are making a loss or companies that have high levels of debt. Let's say it made 100 million profit and the debt was more than 300 million. I don't buy it because I analysed companies that went bust and in each case their net debt was five times their pre-tax profits. However, even before getting to the research stage, you have to come up with ideas. And to have good ideas you need to keep your ear to the ground. Naked Trader 101, part three. Coming up with ideas. About a year ago, Robbie bought shares in Kingfisher, the FTSE 100 company that owns DIY chain B&Q. He bought in at £1.50 and sold at just over £3. I made 15 grand on it. And you think, what, on Kingfisher? But yes, I literally just read in the papers and I realised that people uh, during lockdown were doing up their houses. So if any of you gave your living rooms a nice lick of paint or bought some topsoil for your lockdown vegetable patch, that's what Robbie is talking about. The naked trader even gets investment ideas when he's in hospital. Unfortunately, I had to have a hip operation. Obviously, I couldn't wait for the NHS, so I went private. So I went to a spire hospital and I was asking the nurses, how's it doing? And they went, oh my God, we're so busy. We can hardly keep up with demand. Everybody's having operations here and it's crazy. And I thought, oh, right. That's my cue to buy some Spire Healthcare. Robbie looked at the numbers and liked what he saw, so he bought in at £1.40 per share. Within four months, the company was subjected to a takeover bid and he sold at £2.50 per share, making a profit of approximately £7,000. Naked Trader 101, part four. And this one is crucial. Always have an exit plan. You must have a plan. And then when you have your plan, you've uh, got to stick to it. This plan is a bit like a get-out-of-jail-free card, or at a minimised loss anyway. To take the pain out of a bad investment decision, Robbie believes investors should use something called a stop-loss to protect themselves from losing money if a share drops below a certain level. So my first thing to do is I put a stop-loss. So I say to my broker or my spread bet company, buying the share at 230 if it goes to 210, I want out. So even if I'm out for the day or I'm gone off to do my shopping or whatever, the broker will sell the shares for me at £2.10 and my loss is taken. 
What happens if you don't do that? And what I find most people do is they keep sitting on these losing shares and the shares keep on going down and down and down and they never sell them and they end up losing a lot of money. Whereas if you have your stop loss, the loss is automatically taken and that's done. An emotion is taken out of it. This exit plan strategy was not something that Robbie always had in place. Yes, the naked trader is only human and he too makes mistakes. And what I like about him is that unlike many investment gurus, he's prepared to admit when he gets it wrong. So how did he arrive at this exit strategy? Two words, Coffee Republic. Yeah, so I I didn't do any research. I went to Coffee Republic every day because I just started trading. You know, I wanted a couple of coffees. I was a bit lonely and bored, so I, I went to my local Coffee Republic branch. So I thought, oh yeah, this is really good. So I bought the shares at 28p. Oh, no, they went down to 23. I better buy more. So I bought more at 23. Robbie carried on buying until they dropped to 10 pence, at which point he entered a bit of a caffeinated frenzy. In the meantime, Claire, I was going to my local branch and I bought a double espresso instead of a single to try and push the share price up. Unsurprisingly, one caffeine-addled trader wasn't going to save a company. So what did Robbie learn from this? My learning from it was I lost eight grand. Which, which, my learning from that was not to carry on buying a losing share. So what I do instead is if um, a share starts to lose more than five or ten percent, I literally just sell it. I can always come back and buy it again if I need to. And I would say the reason I've made my millions is from having those really big winners um, and then having very small losses. If I'm taking lots of three or four hundred losses, but I'm making gains of three or four grand, I know I'm going to win. Ironically, Robbie would have made serious money out of shorting Coffee Republic if he'd bet that its share price would fall. Shorting is now part of the Naked Trader's investment strategy, something that he does using spread betting websites, where you can take a punt on different shares or even whole markets rising or falling. This is risky. You're gambling on a price rising or falling rather than owning the shares, but used carefully Robbie thinks it's something more experienced investors could consider. And if we take a look at how he does it, he is basically following his Naked Trader 101s, gather ideas, do your research and have an exit plan, but in reverse. So how does Robbie pick companies to bet against? So, for example, one of my biggest winners shorting over the last three years has been the AA, which might be surprising, because you think the AA is a brilliant company. But... I saw the AA was making £100 million profit, but their debt was a staggering £2.4 That's a direct reversal of his buying strategy. And so is how you profit from shorting. If you short a company and the share price falls, your bet will make money when you close off your trade. I think I made about 35, 40 grand on that one, uh, simply because of the big debt. But equally, if the share price rises, then you'll be on the losing side of the bet. And this could cost you. Robbie limits the risks by setting up stop losses on his shorts. You lose money if it goes up, so your stop loss is higher because, so for example, when I shorted the A8 £3, my stop loss would have been £3.50 because I'd have started losing money if the shares go up. So it's the same thing, but kind of in reverse. When shorting, you should be ready to get out when shares start to rise. So what is Robbie shorting today? Well, I am short of Bitcoin, so I'm making money in it going down. Because my view of crypto is it's uh, it's it's a kind of Ponzi scheme. It's going to go. It's going to horribly crash. I know people will disagree with me, and I could be wrong. 
then again, I got my stop loss. If I'm wrong, uh, I'll come out anyway. We could make a whole other podcast on spread betting. Get in touch if that's something that you'd like to hear more about. For now, I'll say this. If you want to try spread betting, you need to know what you're doing, as it's very easy to lose a lot of money quickly, especially if you borrow to boost your trades, which is something Robbie never does. Robbie has written a best-selling book called The Naked Trader's Guide to Spread Betting, which is a good place to start. There's loads of examples in there, so I'd I'd urge you to read that. Now sitting on a £3 million profit and the author of three books on investing, will The Naked Trader ever stop trading? I don't think so, because I enjoy it. I love the detective work. It's great. I I love researching companies, and and, uh, so I I think I'd probably carry on to my last breath. I'll probably be lying there on my deathbed. I just want to do one more trade. No. Oh, too late. (laughs) And you don't have any, um, you know, goal in mind of like what you'd like to spend all of this money on that you've amassed Uh, when you retire? It sounds really boring, but I'm not into cars. I'm not into buying Ferraris. The only thing I really love doing with the money is getting business class on airlines and getting nice five-star hotels. Despite the luxury hotels and a swimming pool in his back garden, Robbie's money aspirations are generally very sensible. I think for me, Claire, it's just security that, uh, let's say I needed 10 years of of care home, you know, when I'm I'm very old. I I know I've got the money there to look after me. Before we say goodbye to the naked trader, what are your final takeaways for our listeners? Uh, Probably fish and chips, Claire. uh, (laughs) Probably the best one, the nice, nice, nice one down the road. Well, I think probably to sum up, it would be um, try not to gamble, have patience, um, buy the best quality companies you can find. That's it for Money Clinic's Investment Masterclass this week, and we hope you like what you've heard. If you did, spread the word and leave us a review. And if you would like to chat with me on a future episode of the show... You can email me. Our address is money at ft.com or DM me on Twitter or Instagram. I'm at Claire B. Money Clinic was produced in London by Persis Love. Our executive producer is Howie Shannon. Our sound engineer is Breen Turner. And the original music is by Metaphor Music. And finally, the Money Clinic podcast is a general discussion around financial topics and does not constitute an investment recommendation or individual financial advice. For that, you'll need to find an independent financial advisor. That's the small print over and done with. See you back here soon. Goodbye. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.